2: You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show.
3: And in response to your next question, I missed you too. And I did actually, I missed being on the air. I missed being on the air last week because I felt uh, I, I wanted to say something, I wanted to do something. But I, uh, I took some time off. I came back, digested all of the uh, things that are happening uh, with regard to the world. And as with uh, so many things, I uh, digest them and then uh, attempt to uh, understand why and where we go from here. And uh, if you look at all of the nonsense of the last two years, three years, four years in our country, uh, the direction is very clear. The left has declared a war on America. They have declared a war on freedom of speech. The Democrat Party has declared a war on half of America, attempting to make uh, Trump supporters akin to, uh, well, let's just say Jews in Germany. Oh, yeah, and and the reason why I say that is because I have proof. And we're going to get to all of that as the, uh, as the show progresses. But uh, we also have, and something I've been saying for years on the, uh, the radio show, is that um, uh, America's inner cities have become Gaza. The same uh, dynamics that are going on politically, the same dynamics that are going along culturally, the same blame culture, the same use of citizenry to forward pol- a political movement at the expense of that citizenry. And when those people become no longer useful, you dispose of them. Same thing is happening in uh, Chicago and Seattle. And Ferguson, Missouri. And they all have martyrs too, don't they? They all have martyrs. And they all build these candlelight displays and they put up these graffiti murals on walls. In Gaza, they are photos of of people like Hamas terrorists whose families got a a bounty. A bounty for their sacrifice in giving up their lives while taking uh, Israeli lives. And the same thing happens here. It's kind of a twisted perversion of it, but it does happen. Somebody like George Floyd gets killed or somebody like uh, uh, Trayvon Martin gets killed and the the left uses it to further a political movement. The supporters of the individual get a massive legal settlement out of it and you get murals on the walls. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Isn't it kind of interesting? And then occasionally that movement spills over and it, and it causes massive amounts of death and destruction. Summer of 2020. Where $2 billion worth of damage was done by people who've been whipped into a frenzy about uh, racism that wasn't there. Does this sound familiar to you at all? It really should. Because they're doing the same crap here that they do all over the world. Let's go to Terrell in Timonium. He's been waiting for a while. Obviously has something important to say. Terrell, welcome to the show. And Terrell... Uh, does a face plant right out of the gate. <laughs> Terrell, are you there? Yeah. Go ahead, my yeah. friend. Yeah, I love the show, obviously, uh, as
4: always. Um, but yeah, really, really important. A lot of people out there need to realize the 800-pound gorilla in the room, because there is one. Uh, what's happening in um, Israel uh, and the whole Afghanistan withdrawal debacle and uh, even Ukraine... All these innocent lives are being lost, and if Trump still were president, of which he should have been, a lot of these innocent lives wouldn't have been lost in the first place. None of this would have went on the way it did.
3: And you know why I know that? Because I'm not stupid. Because we have a, a man who was installed as president, who has a brain that doesn't work, who literally is working for people who hate the United States of America, Barack Obama. Duh. Yeah,
4: and, and, and what, with all those innocent lives being lost, those who took part in rigging our election, all that blood is on their hands.
3: All right. Thanks for the phone call. Did you notice the 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 walls uh, surrounding Israel between the Gaza and Israel? Did you see how the walls were breached and the razor ribbon cut, and the uh, and the uh, males of military age were able to come right in and start killing everybody? I think I need. I don't need to say anything else, right? Now. You understand, right? that our southern border is wide open, that people are coming from all over the world, military-age men are coming into the United States, and the only reason the murder hasn't stopped started is because they didn't have the weapons in the first place? We are in some deep crap here, guys. And, uh, and we've got uh, people who are not our friends in the White House, in the administration, in the mainstream media. And they're trying to do the same thing that so many have done in the past. They are attempting to demonize a certain group of individuals in our country. Trump supporters, MAGA fascists, enemies of democracy. Do you understand now? You better start paying attention. Because the same dynamic is happening here that has happened in every other despotic regime that has resulted in a whole lot of murder. Here's uh, some points that I made about America's inner cities becoming Gaza. You've got a group of people who've been brought up to say they are at fault for nothing. They are oppressed for everything. A group of people who've been given a pittance by the government for their loyalty to a party or a movement, Democrat Party. Hamas. Yeah, I made the comparison between the Democrat Party and Hamas. You know why? Because there are eight people in Capitol Hill who uh, are uh, more uh, prone to support Palestine than Israel culture of blame with hate crimes against groups like Jews. That's happening in America's inner cities. Do you know where the the biggest rise in hate crimes and the biggest ongoing number of hate crimes in places like New York City and San Francisco? Asians and Jews, kids. Ding, ding, ding. Asians and Jews. People are given massive settlements when a resident martyrs themselves like Trayvon Martin or Michael Brown. They put up murals in neighborhoods. I told you about this already. Leftist politicians demonize law enforcement and celebrate lawlessness. Both groups of people are abandoned when it comes politically inconvenient. Palestinians try to escape. They block them. Black voters are abandoned after elections and now are second-class citizens in their country behind illegals. Yeah. Look at New York City. When was the last time you could afford a $500 a night uh, a, a, a hotel in Manhattan? How about you just sneak across the southern border without being screened? You get a month. A month free. Twelve to $15,000. You can sign up for another month. If not, you go to a a luxury camp where they spend $20,000 per person for you to stay in our country while people in our country are starving or dying on the street of federal deaths. The population is disarmed except for police and those who would commit violence. Chicago, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Portland, Seattle, St. Louis, East St. Louis. I can go on and on. Food deserts where no commerce can exist. Looting, huh? Chaz zones and autonomous zones where the radical groups can set up and rule themselves Hamas. Get rid of police. Make people human shields for gun control. That's what happens in, in, uh, in, in uh, Israel. They use the people as human shields so they can get more support, uh, military and otherwise, for Hamas in, in Palestine. Same thing goes with Chicago. Oh, I hope and pray, I hope and pray a cop kills a black kid, particularly a white cop killing a black kid, then we got something. If it's just black kids killing black kids, who the hell cares? Is this this kind of beginning to to make sense? It should because it's very clear the exact same dynamic has existed in our country and in places like Gaza. Except for black Americans are waking up. They know they're being used now. And they're going, you know what, we're tired of the abuse. The The Palestinians are sycophantically involved with them. Uh, using a twisted uh, uh, version of Islam to justify their devoutness. People in inner cities aren't so devout to the Democrat Party. They're beginning to wake up to the abuses. Let's go to, uh, I'm going to hold on, Barbara, in you hold, uh, no, let's go to Barbara in Pikesville. We'll go to Barbara in Pikesville. Barbara, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? And welcome, welcome, glad to be back.
5: Welcome back, Rob. We're happy that you came back. Thank God. Um, First of all, I just want to say that everything that you are saying is a thousand percent correct and true. You are a voice amongst the darkness of ignorance, misinformation, and I just wish and pray that there was a way to get this message across to all the young people in these college campuses who have been brainwashed and poisoned
3: I wish, Over the weekend. It was the wish did you to get did you message across to them did you realize, you know, this whole, um, what is it, defund and deinvest in Israel? I've heard this kind of in the background at college campuses. It's a full-bledged, anti-Semitic, Nazi-like movement on college campuses that embraces uh, organizations like Hamas and embraces the elimination of Israel. It has infested our college campuses in the last 20 years, and you know what this means? It means we defund the hell out of higher education, particularly institutions like Harvard, where 30 student organizations came out in support of, of, the, of, 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 of Hamas and Gaza after the uh, Israeli attacks. They need to be defunded. Harvard already gets it. They're freaking out because they think that by allowing these groups to sign this petition and all that, they have tacitly approved this attack. And people like there are three hundred to $500 million donors who are saying bleep you to Harvard. And I think it's about damn time that we started defunding higher education, telling our kids to go to Grade school to avoid this nonsense Barbara
5: i I totally agree with you and I just want to I want to end with a quote I, I actually I want to make one more point the great Victor Frankl, who survived the Holocaust and um, he he said that to call to call these terrorists animals is an insult to animals. it's an insult we should be calling them barbarians. We should be calling them humans without
3: souls. You're exactly right, and they need to be wiped from the face of the earth. They want to wipe Israel from the face of the earth. They want to uh, wipe us. We're the great Satan. They want to wipe us from the, uh, the face of the earth. And you know what? Here's the deal. We're going to beat you to the punch. You, you have already told us we cannot exist. We, you have already told us that that America and Israel cannot exist. Okay, then we can come to terms. I say you can't exist, and guess who's got the most support in the biggest military? That means your ass is grass, my friend. Barbara, I appreciate the phone call. See, I'm old enough. I was a young father when 9-11 happened, and all of this was being debated then. And here we are, 22 years later. America's universities have been infiltrated by pro-Hamas, pro-Palestine nonsense and anti-Semitism. And now, if you've got a kid on one of those campuses who is Jewish, your kid is terrified right now. Or I mean, I saw, I saw at one university. I'm not sure if it was NYU or whatever. Okay, no, it was a Cambridge. Anyway, woman, Jewish girl just talking to university officials, why are you letting them do this? They want to kill us. We had people in Hamas gear in Times Square protesting against Israel over the weekend. If you come to this country and you are not a citizen of this country and you wear Hamas colors or you you uh, you need to be tracked by this worthless FBI like so many January the 6th uh, uh, attendees and so many Trump supporters, they need to find you, yourself, signal and remove you forever from our country. You cannot come here and do that, particularly when you're dancing on the graves of 3,000 people in New York City. All right. Again, I'm, I'm trying to keep the temperature down as much as I can, but I've, I've waited a week to get here. After all of this, and I'm telling you, we We'll win this, because we have to win this. And the only thing positive that has come out of the last week has been that we know who the enemy is now, and now we can destroy them. The same goes with the deep state in our government. Now we know who they are, and the way we destroy them is we put Donald Trump as the Speaker of the House, and if that don't work, he sure as hell needs to be the President. That's what's got to be happening. That's the carpet bombing of the crooked deep state that Donald Trump will deliver, like Israel is going to deliver to Hamas in Gaza. And I think that is a perfect analogy. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show.
2: Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob
3: Carson Show. And I am back from the uh, brief vacation, first vacation of the year. I did do a couple days in South Dakota and uh, did four days in uh, Mexico, Los Cabos, which I have not been to since like 1995. I think I'm kind of done with driving through poverty to get to uh, to paradise. I really am. I'm like, uh, I, see, I see a desert. I see little towns where people live with dirt streets and no electricity as you drive down a highway to a resort. I'm just kind of... Kind of done with that because uh, the government of that country, honestly, Mexico, the socialist government of that country uh, should not be rewarded. I I mean, honestly, I got to tell you, I mean, I, 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 I met so many wonderful people. And I've never had an issue with uh, uh, people from south of the border, Hispanic people, you want it, Mexicans or whatever, uh, hardest working people in the world. They live in my hood right across the street over here. I mean, literally, we've got all of these duplexes with panel trucks, with ladders on them, people who work their asses off in abject poverty because they sneak across the border most probably are paid under the table. And, uh, and I see the same thing in Mexico. Same people, same thing. Same people live on high on the hill, uh, in government, live in, live in large. Drug lords in control, no problem. And then uh, elimination of the middle class. Essentially, an elimination of the middle class in many parts of Mexico, which is exactly what they're bringing to the United States of America. That's what they're doing to you. <laughs> That's why you're working two or three jobs just like your average brown person who sneaks into America. It's so what they're subjecting you to so that the middle class could be eliminated, and that's what's happening. It is. It should be very obvious if you've gone from middle class to poor in the last three years, and many of you have. I went through that. I went through that about seven years ago. Went through middle class to poor. I was able to crawl out of it. Let's go to Bruce and Glenn Bernie. Hello, Bruce. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on?
4: Hey, buddy. Glad you're back. I just wanted to say that, man, we need some laws or restrictions or guidelines on, on what folks can go out there and protest. I mean, like they're doing in New York at Harvard. I mean, isn't that inciting violence? I mean, you're just waiting for some reaction from uh, maybe the Jewish community. I mean, these people are, you know, obviously what what happened in Israel is, is, is you know, violent and, and hellish. Why can you go out in our country, and and, and and I know people are going to say, well, it's freedom of speech. Well, I mean, you, you can't go out and incite violence and, and protest in support of violence I just think there needs to be some restriction there man
3: well Go Bruce if, if the FBI could embed agents by the hundreds into the January 6th crowd yeah. which was a peaceful right. movement then they ought to pull their heads out of their asses and do it at places like New York right. City and if right. you find somebody right. and you track cell data and you find people who commit any act of violence and you find people who are wearing Hamas colors and protesting for Hamas in New York City and you ask them where are you from and if they are not here legally you leave the country you're done bruce that's it
4: sure and and as well as these professors and, and, our cur- our and, in, and these in our curriculum in in these institutions in our in our colleges and even as low as elementary school i guess now we need to get rid of. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to go be a teacher, can I just teach what I believe in? And is there no guidelines there anymore? I mean, what happened to the to the good old American uh, history class? And I mean, you're teaching all of this crazy stuff, and you know these kids are buying it. Who knows? They may not have a. You know, a lot of kids now are from single uh, parents or. What have you?
3: Well, I think I think the days I think the days of uh, of higher education's free reign of leftist bullcrap are uh, nearing an end, Bruce. I do appreciate it. Tens of thousands signed a petition to oust Ivy League Columbia professor who praised Hamas. Tens of thousands of people signed on. He said it was a stunning victory. His job is over. That should happen to everybody who espouses the beliefs of Hamas. It's just like being a Nazi. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson show. Hey guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane, like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust, and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z From anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the wellness company medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health/carson again. T W C Carson today and order. That's twchealth/carson and use the promo code Carson to save ten percent.
6: terrorists may seek to exploit our border situation here at the homeland. And they specifically highlight Iran, which is the world's leading terrorism
3: sponsor country. Now, since this past Monday, there have been nearly 20 Iranian migrants apprehended at the border. Wow, imagine that. Who the hell could have seen that coming? I would have never seen that coming with an open border. Some seventeen Syrians just in Eagle Pass where we are. Yeah, yes, yeah, Syrians and Iranians in Eagle Pass, Cali- uh, in, on, in Texas. Isn't that funny? I mean, that's just, they're just here to make peace. On Thursday, we had two men in their twenties apprehended from Lebanon, one from Egypt. Now they will all go through extensive scrutiny, and hopefully, we'll find out who they are, why they came here, and crossed illegally. But ultimately, we don't know. We can get. Yeah, you know, we Played. Shut the damn border down. There you go. That was it. Honestly, I have no patience at all at, in, at any of this anymore. Shut the damn border down. Shut it down. I don't care what it takes. I don't care if it means every military veteran or ex cop in America being deputized. Shut the bloody border down. Americans see what is happening to our country. Americans see that we are under threat. And then you've got a jackweed in the White House who can't even speak who says this about defending yourself. <laughs>
7: Who in God's name needs a weapon with 100 rounds in a chamber?
3: Every one of us, every one of us needs that. Don't you think that the people of Israel would have wished they would have had 100 rounds in an assault weapon that you call an assault weapon in their home when their families were slaughtered? Don't you suppose anybody, somebody at that music festival wishes that somebody would have had a damn weapon to wipe these people out? Why did it happen in the first place? I want you to listen to this. i I, I, you know, I got to play the audio. Um, I'm not a fan of Anderson Cooper because he's, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's left the center, but he is a good reporter when he's, uh, when he's doing uh, location shots when he's out in war zones and whatnot and Anderson Cooper uh, went to where the uh, the music festival where 260 innocent people were slaughtered by parachute commandos who just came in the cowards they are with weapons and murdered innocents raped raped people raped women to death killed them in front of their their it is it is barbarity that is it is as worse as anything we could have ever seen in the middle ages this is the middle ages this is the caliphate that radical islam promise for so long they did it they opened up they showed us what they're going to do rape murder torture that's it they need to be eliminated from the face of the earth there's no negotiating if they decide they're going to keep uh, and block people from trying to leave well that's just just tough bleep and we've got (laughs) they killed 27 of our citizens We got 27 dead Americans. When is the last time that 27 dead Americans were murdered by a a terrorist? So now what? Joe's up to 40. Joe's up to 40 under his watch. How many more are we gonna do? A few thousand? Here's Anderson Cooper at the music festival uh, a week later.
8: The music was playing, the dance floor packed, when the rockets began. Just 3.3 miles from the border with Gaza, it didn't take long before Hamas gunmen arrived. Some partygoers were able to get to their cars, but men- Where
3: was the security near Gaza
8: at a music concert? ...were killed before they could get away. They were waiting here with a machine gun. Rear Admiral Daniel Hagari, a soldier all his life, has never seen anything like it.
1: This is a massacre scene. I don't have any other recall of memory. In the Oh,
3: and if you denied this happened or you denied the babies were beheaded, uh, you're the enemy too. That's why you should know that. History you are devouring their enemy propaganda. History of Israel, since it was established for this kind of event.
8: The bodies and body parts of the dead have been removed, but people's possessions are strewn all around. The carnage is clear. Burned out cars, bullet holes, bloodstains on seats.
3: This is this is worse than uh than uh, Jewish ghettos. They just went in and murdered everybody. They murdered and raped their way through it. It's just like what the Russian uh, army did in parts of Germany at the end of the war. It's barbaric beyond belief. This is this is something that, uh, I mean, honestly, it makes the uh, the inhumanity of 9-11... Uh, I'm almost paled by comparison and and no, no meaning at all, meaning to take away from that, dear God in heaven, of course I wouldn't, duh. But these monsters just went door to door and raped and murdered and cut off heads and they were babies and if you will not acknowledge that, then you're a Holocaust denier. And I think we know what those are all about. Here's Anderson Cooper talking about uh, the the time that literally the, that Hamas was given to just murder people wholesale at this music festival. It was it was unbelievable. Where were Israeli security on this?
8: But listen, from some cars, the IDF has retrieved dashcam videos that show Hamas gunmen roaming the site for hours, shooting freely. This one shows a bloodied hostage being led away, then under the car you can see another man hiding. He moves slightly then stops a gunman runs right up to him and shoots him point blank in the head or upper body.
3: I, I don't know how people can explain
8: this. I cannot I don't have the words.
3: Would it would it be different if they line them up uh, in front of a trench that they made them dig themselves? Would it make any difference? Would it would it mean anything less? Would it mean anything more? Unbelievable. This is a uh, retired general uh Israel Ziv talking about the uh, the scene. Um, I have some audio not only from the concert, but also the uh, the kibbutz where all the slaughter took place.
0: And General, what did you see? What did you see them
3: doing in this
1: kibbutz?
6: No, it's, it's... Is this it's, is the kibbutz? Terrible. In my whole military career, I haven't seen such uh, horrifying and terrible things, you know, of, of killing. I saw women holding their children and being shot by holding them. People were- does this
3: sound familiar? Anybody who uh, maybe, I don't know, uh, studied World War II and the Holocaust, does this sound familiar? It sounds like uh, an updated version now in color.
6: Hiding, you know, under furniture and, and got murdered. I saw a few people that uh, the head was trapped. Children.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's losing it.
6: So. It's terrible, 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 terrible. And we fail, we fail. I feel ashamed.
1: We fail to to protect them.
3: This is uh, Anderson Cooper. He um, was near the festival, and there is a uh, what I think is a shelter or a bus shelter, but it's a small concrete bunker above ground. And inside, it's just concrete walls. And it was very reminiscent to me of the gas chambers that I've seen in uh, Treblinka and the other uh, the other uh, prison camps that were put together by the Germans. Uh, and, and very similar because there were uh, there were uh, finger marks and handprints on the walls of people who had died. And this is Anderson Cooper going into this one of these shelters where people hid and the Hamas agents stood outside while innocent people were crowded into this tiny concrete box and they threw grenades in to blow them to bits. Anderson's um, a camera operator couldn't go in because the smell of rotting flesh was so great that he began to retch. Here's Anderson Cooper.
8: Bloody handprints on the wall. There's blood smeared on the walls. You can see probably these are either bullet holes or from the grenades that were thrown in here. Body parts have already been collected from here, but blood-soaked clothes and shoes remain.
3: This is the Holocaust.
8: This looks to be a bloody handprint. The shelter is no more than 15 feet long, maybe five and a half, six feet wide. The idea of so many people packed in here, standing shoulder to shoulder, terrified, screaming. It's incredible that anybody was able to survive
3: See, this is why there's no two-state solution. This is why that the only solution is to end Hamas, uh, to end uh, uh, Hezbollah, uh, to end the support of them, to end uh, uh, Iranian support and funding of this, unlike our president who literally gave Iran the trigger to pull, to kill in Israel by freeing up $6 billion in a prisoner exchange a month ago. When this happened last weekend, I said, the $6 billion was the trigger. They freed up their money. That wasn't freeing up the $6 billion. It was freeing up $6 billion of Iranian money because now they don't have to worry about all of this other stuff, all of this humanitarian stuff. That six billion is covered. Now we can use weapons that were abandoned by the U.S. in Afghanistan and we can shift money to support the massacre of Jews. Do you you understand? see, it doesn't have to be the exact six billion dollars that the U.S. freed up. It's just Iran going, whew, now we can spend six billion dollars of our own money on destroying the Jews. That's what it was all about. Here's an Israeli medic talking about what uh, what he saw or she saw during the uh, the massacre.
2: What you are about to see is extremely disturbing. We interviewed the experts who conducted autopsy reports. Obviously you can't see the, the images.
1: We see here one of the cases, which is an example to the atrocities that we have seen in the tragic event and uh, in israel this is a burned body of course of an adult but we know that he was burned while he was alive burned alive because we can see soot in the trachea of this person you see uh, and soot uh, in the trachea uh, they couldn't shoot him because he was inside a shelter so they burned the house and everybody that was inside was burned while he was alive. And this is only one wow. one example of many atrocities and many... Yeah, do you hor- understand
3: why there's going to be no uh, two-state solution? And what's going to have to happen? And what will happen uh, is they are going to uh, raise Gaza. That's what uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is going to do. He's going to raise Gaza. Uh, they are telling people to get out of this, of the city. The uh, the uh, uh, Hamas is uh, not allowing them to leave because they use people as human shields, and uh, and then ultimately want uh, the Israelis to be blamed when they have to uh, bomb the Hamas strongholds and uh, and innocents die. It's the same way that Democrats use uh, different people in inner cities. You know, I mean, really, I already made that point. If you want to listen to the monologue at the top of this hour, it's pretty good. It's actually really, really good. This is Charlie Kirk. Talking about Benjamin Netanyahu now, Charlie Kirk is uh, still questioning and should why there was such a weak response considering how many people were murdered. And and in places like the Kibbutz and in places like the music festival, why there weren't Israeli forces on the ground nearly immediately to stop this. This is supposed to be the most secure country in the world. And they were allowed to murder wholesale. Why were there not Israeli paratroopers who could be dropped in at a moment's notice? Why weren't there uh, Israeli equivalent of Navy SEALs dropped in? Why? Why in the hell not? These questions are going to have to be answered. Here's
2: Charlie Kirk. This is the closest thing to the Holocaust that any of us have lived through. But the fact is now Bibi and the Israeli hard right government has a mandate. They're going to try to ethnically cleanse Gaza. (laughs) I mean, that's and I don't use that term lightly. Okay, they're talking about basically removing 2.5 million people Mm -hmm. from there. Okay, and honestly, they have a mandate to go seek justice and revenge. They do.
3: Now, I'm going to tell you, and and here's here's going to be the solution. Gaza is not going to exist anymore. He's just not going to exist anymore. Uh, We gave it a shot uh they uh, uh celebrated 9-11 the palestinians danced in the streets handed candy out on 9-11 because the great satan in the united states was hit and israel you know etc and they were you know i already played the audio from 9-11 i remember that same place same place 22 years later they, they it's still the same place so the only solution after 22 years where they waited for 22 years where after 9-11 they murdered people in cages and burned them alive and now just committed this atrocity, 22 years later now we know There can't be a solution. There can't be a two-state solution. So what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to uh, kill those supporters of Hamas, the Hamas members, uh, Hezbollah members, anyone who would fund um, or support in any way, shape, or form this, and the people who are innocent will be evacuated and must be absorbed by the surrounding states, including Iran, who are so pro-Palestinian. But you see, Iran wouldn't do that. Because Iran doesn't give a bleep about the Palestinians. Not one little bit. In fact, the more Palestinians dead, the better. Because it would mean that they get permission to slaughter all the Jews. Do you understand? You should understand. Uh, We've watched a lot of history pass since World War II. And as you've heard, uh, history repeats itself and this has to be stopped or there will be another holocaust there will be they're angling for it this is their way for 22 years, they've infiltrated into American higher education, into societies in places like England. They've been allowed to come in across open borders and assimilate. Even have their own neighborhoods where police uh, uh, of the state of uh, of the city are not allowed. Where they're allowed Sharia law. Anybody, anybody, anybody been alive for the last 22 years and adult enough to understand what the hell has happened and what. just happened last week do you get it we knew they were in it for the long term we just didn't expect the term to end so quickly 800-922-6680 this is the rob carson show
5: these are palestinian celebrations in the wake of tuesday's terror attacks in the united states Apparently, Palestinians took to the streets. 2001, 9/11. People were throwing candy, distributing candy to passersby. The U.S. Yeah. government obviously has become increasingly, increasingly unpopular, particularly in the West Bank and Gaza Strip. Yeah. 2001. Because Palestinians feel that the U.S. government has sided with Israel. One man, a Nawal Abdel Fatah, wearing a long black dress, threw sweets in the air, saying. Actually, that's a woman, pardon me, saying she was happy because, quote, America is the head of the snake. America always stands by Israel. Yeah,
3: and all the kids who got candy in that parade uh, martyred themselves for Israel this weekend. Yeah, what do you suppose happened to the kids getting candy in that parade on 9-11? They they were the terrorists who attacked Israel. Oh, yeah, it was 22 years ago. Isn't it amazing? Let's go to Ann in Annapolis. Hello, Ann. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up today?
5: thanks. I um, just wanted to tell you that you have been so ahead of, the, of, of everything that you hear anywhere just about. I mean, you're fearless. And I just wanted to know, did you see that? I caught you at the very end talking about how we've been infiltrated. And that's what my friends and I keep telling you know talking about, but, but people don't seem to get it. And I want to know if, if you saw that article where they found that, all that information in a house in um, some guy's cleric's house in Virginia. Uh, and um, it's all about the 30-year plan. Did you see that article?
3: I did not see the article, Ann, but I have a very good memory. I'm terrible with names, but I remember history. And I remember 9-11 and what happened afterwards. And I remember hearing they had a long game. The terrorists had a long game. And I, and I, uh, you know, we just expected it to be longer, didn't we, Ann? Yeah, well,
5: you know what? Time goes by. And really, when you think about it, yeah, you always think it's not going to happen. Well, I don't. I'm, You know, I think it's going to <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two,
7: well, the,
3: the, no? the, the only the only positive is that they have given us the choice and the choice has to be they have to die to prevent another Holocaust. That's it. And so it's, yeah. it's pretty awesome. I mean, they telegraphed to us their intentions. The Jew, the, the, uh, the Germans didn't against the Jews. You know they did the they did the the, uh, the uh, Kristallnacht. You know, like they did uh, the summer of 2020 in America, Black Lives Matter in Antifa. You know, yeah, they did they, that, but they never they were, told uh, told anybody they were going to round up all the Jews and murder them. Did they, Ann?
5: Rob, what they what they were talking about is that they can forego Sharia laws in order to infiltrate and behave like Americans.
3: Don't you? They can lie and everything. Exactly. You're one hundred percent right. And I remember all of this. And you know what? Uh, they they say they want a two state solution. They only want a final solution. And we've got to be the first people to get to the final solution first, and that is ending Hamas, ending Hezbollah, ending radical Islam. Congratulations. We would like to give you the holy war that they ask they've been asking for. And we've got to support Israel as they lead the battle. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Yes, this is the Rob Carson show. You know, I haven't had a chance to really uh, celebrate being back because of you know all of the stuff in the news, and I'm I'm uh, very grateful to be here and. Uh we have a uh, you know the existential battle that uh, have been promised for so many years now in Israel the uh, the uh, the long wait for um, the uh, radical Islamists to strike again uh, ended up a little bit shorter than we thought it would be now to kids who are in their 20s you know they, they're not familiar they maybe don't remember 9/11 but uh, those of you who are those of us who uh, you know are on the planet maybe I was a, I was a new father when 9/11 happened. And I remember I said, they're going to embed themselves. They're going to assimilate. They're going to uh, continue. They, they're in it for the long haul. And lo and behold, 22 years after 9-11, the same children who got candy thrown to them in parades celebrating the deaths of Americans in, in the United States in Gaza. Now, now they're the soldiers that murdered Israeli people. It's not a stretch to say that. Because uh, Gaza... Hamas are the same people they were in 2001. They're the same people with the same mindset, the ones who threw candy and celebrated while we sat there. I remember I was on the air in Cincinnati and I had people call me and said, Rob, are you seeing these people in Gaza dancing and singing in celebration of people being burned alive and and jumping from buildings to their deaths? Did you see this? And I said, yeah, they did it again except for this time they literally voted people into office yeah they put people in office members of Hamas knowing that they're Hamas and if you did that well tough if you're trying to escape the city and Hamas is going to keep you from leaving well congratulations you're doing exactly what your party requires of you and that is to take one for the team <laughs> that's what it is we waited 22 years to get there the positive is we know exactly what they have in mind and we have the power to stop it, because we have to. Because if we don't, there will be another Holocaust, and it won't just be the Jews. You bet your ass, that's what they want. I, I, I uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be, you know, try to be positive every day. You know this, but when I'm on vacation, this happens. I said, mm, "Here we go." And then I put two and two together, and I went, "Oh well, didn't Joe Biden just free up six billion dollars in an exchange for hostages?" <clears throat> My immediate thought was, "Well, what? Well, now they've got twenty hostages. What the hell are they going to get for those? We, they killed twenty-seven Americans. Hamas killed twenty-seven Americans, and they have twenty hostages. We just paid six billion dollars for five hostages. How much are those worth? These abodes to Hamas." We know that Israel supports Hamas. We know that Israel had, or not Israel, but uh, we know that, uh, that Iran uh, supports Hamas. We know that Iran is in bed with them. We knew it from the get-go. Jimmy Carter ushered in the, uh, the, the great uh, movement, you know, got rid of the, the Shah and, and ushered in radical Islam and into into Iran. And now look, now look at everything. And, and the United States, do you, you remember a couple years ago when, when I think Barack Obama was the president? There was a Green Revolution in Iran. There were Iranian students. They wanted to return Iran to the modern society that it was becoming in the 1970s before Jimmy Bleepin' Carter brought back the Ayatollah Khomeini. And what did Barack Obama do? Did nothing to support it. Same thing that Joe Biden did with Green Revolution in Cuba. Because there are enemies. Joe Biden and the left are the enemies of the country as founded. Barack Obama is the man who said he wanted the United States to fundamentally tra- be transformed. The, the next thought I have to, after that was, I watched the, the uh, cutting of the barbed wire, the razor ribbon between uh, Gaza and Israel, and uh, the military-age males streaming through the breach by the thousands. And I thought of our southern border. Does it make sense to you now? <laughs> I mean, does it make sense to you now? Here's CNN with a big boo frickety who for uh, Gaza and Israel's response to genocide. Oh, no, that, no, no, no. That's the pro-Palestine, uh, pro-Hamas uh, celebration in uh, Madrid, Spain. Yeah, That's that, that one. the same thing happened in uh, in France same thing happened in all sorts of countries i believe in France they're banning pro hamas rallies in germany they're banning pro hamas rallies cuz you know when you when you allow you know like the celebration of uh, of uh, those who would commit holocaust bad things can happen germany i think figured that one out yeah but it happened those 22 years they did exactly what they said we, we said they were going to do they infiltrated they got in university campuses around our country or around the world and now you literally in new york city have people dressed in masks in hamas colors in in palestinian flags in times square dancing on the graves of 3000 people in three locations yeah we thought it would last a little bit longer didn't we this is, uh, this is CNN attempting to uh, have pity on the people in, uh, in Gaza who've been supporting Hamas and celebrated not only 9-11, but this recent attack. We
5: want to show you this video out of Gaza City. Take a look at this. This is drone footage from a journalist. His name, Motaz Aziza. We were going to speak with him on the program, bring you an interview with him this morning it's from inside of Gaza City. But he could not join us last minute because he is currently evacuating.
3: Look at this. Evacuate because uh, Israel is going to raise the entire area. There will be nothing but rubble. Uh, pack your stuff. That's right, in Gaza they want God City to be empty, to destroy it more.
7: Yeah, there you go. That's
3: exactly right. That's a, that's exactly the plan. Get your ass out, cause you're done.
5: We were sad. Perfect. Because we lost family members, we lost houses, but right now we're literally losing our whole homeland, and no one knows anything about us. So pray for God, please.
3: This is kind of like uh, uh, what happened in New York City and, uh, and defund the police. You can't make that comparison. Oh, yeah, I did. Listen to the monologue of the second hour. You'll understand how uh, the left has made uh, Chicago into Gaza. Okay? Just uh, read the comparison. It's very obvious. the same damn thing. You, you, except for in, in places like Chicago, you get a black, black people murdered every week by other black people. Barack Obama never says a damned thing about it. George Bush never said a damned thing about it. George Bush finally opens his fat mouth over the weekend and and says we got to do something about the Gaza and Israel. You know, George, you've been quiet on everything. You were quiet on the summer of 2020. You were quiet on everything. You were quiet on the, the southern border and the murder of hundreds and hundreds of Americans, not only by by literally physical murder uh, with, with crimes being committed, but also fentanyl, poisoning. George Bush didn't say anything, anything, anything about the crap, crap show that Joe Biden has ushered into our country to destroy our country and he decides to open his mouth this weekend, hey, shut up. Shut up as far as I'm concerned. You have nothing to say with this. You have nothing to say. If you waited until now to say it, shut your mouth. Sorry, Bushies, I hate to tell you, but if you're going to dance and and sing and not say anything and enjoy your retirement and go off a mountain bike in the desert while the country's going to hell in a handbasket and people are dying during the summer of 2020, then you have no right to open your mouth now. That was another thing I thought about this weekend. I was thinking about George Bush sounding off and like we're going to listen to George Bush now after, after how many years of silence. And he suddenly said, oh yeah, the HMAS, uh, that, that murder, the, the, the slaughter of Israelis, uh, Israelis by Hamas was bad this weekend. Shut up. You aren't even, you aren't even in the game anymore. And you also, uh, <laughs> a whole lot of people died because of your idiotic response to 9 uh, 11 which I actually supported because I was stupid because I didn't even look beyond the flag waving. Let's go to Tom in Annapolis. Hello there, Tom, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hello.
6: Thanks for uh, taking my call. I'm almost 70, retired military officer, and blah, blah, blah. Guess what? Guess what? what? left-wingers are already unwrapping their... their uh, oh, we got to feel guilty about the poor people in Gaza who are going to be killed by the uh, Israelis. You know, they tried yeah. that crap after the Americans and British burned Dresden to the ground because Dresden, oh, Dresden, leave Dresden alone It's World War II. Oh, it's got a lot of art history, blah, blah, blah. Also had a lot of people working in defense plants for the Nazis, and it's a lot like what happened after Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Oh, my God, we killed so many Japanese. Well, the Japanese were all working in war plants. They never took up rifles to, to uh Get rid of, uh, you know, uh, Tojo, and and if you're if you're working in a defense plant or you're supporting the Nazis of uh, Hamas and Hezbollah and Abu Sayyaf and all those other people, then you are guilty. Now, if they don't get out of there, it's their own fault. I, I thought even years ago during the Cuban Missile Crisis, instead of invading Cuba. We should parachute millions of leftover World War One m M1 or m- World War II m- M1 rifles and let Cuba- Cubans take their own country back. It's always we <laughs> want to send our boys and girls into the breach. You yeah. know, we have so many leftover rifles that are still good. They're in cosmoline. They could still work. We should start, you know, hey, you don't like the people in office. You voted for them. However, if you want them out, here's your M1 rifle or M14 or leftover M16s. We had 18 two-thirds Army divisions when Clinton took office. Now we have less than 10 with a couple of independent brigades. If you want your country back, take it. We'll send uh, airplanes over there and parachute uh, cases of M16s in there. But it's Tom, horrible. you are we're, 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 you're
3: spot on with be. your analysis. Uh, you're spot on with your analysis of uh, uh, and, and comparison. Oddly enough, with uh, with Hiroshima and Nagasaki, uh, there are some uh, nuances, obviously, that are very different. But if you vote people into office who are going to uh, promise to wipe Israel off the face of the earth, then you'd better be prepared to be wiped off the earth yourself when you you yes, attempt that uh, that Holocaust. One thousand percent, Tom. I appreciate it. And you know what? Here's a deal. You can blame Israel all you want. Hamas can blame Israel all they want for the uh, the deaths of Palestinians trying to escape because Hamas is preventing their escape for that reason, and nobody nobody believes that Israel would just wholesale slaughter people unless, of course, they've been completely brainwashed on American campuses and uh, and all of this other nonsense. Um. Yeah, I did mention that tens of thousands signed a petition to oust an Ivy League professor, Columbia professor, who praised Hamas a terror attack, as awesome. Thirty thousand people have signed a petition demanding the removal of a Columbia University professor. He called Hamas assault on Israel a stunning victory. Board members at Columbia University facing calls from thousands of people to remove a tenured professor from his position. Well, this is amazing because normally all you gotta do is say something against transgender surgery for children. And if you do that, you get kicked off a of campus. Isn't that funny? Isn't that kind of weird? You normally get your, your uh, rear end kicked off a of canvas if you, if you protest men competing with women in sports. So he praised the Hamas, a brutal terror assault on Israel. Joseph Mossad, a history and politics lecturer, made the stunning remarks in an article published on a website named Electronic Infada. Intifada on Sunday, one day after the unprecedented attack. So in the same article, Mossad referred to Israel as cruel colonizers. Huh? That's kind of like what they call white people in America. Cruel colonizers who committed a, uh, an atrocity against the native people. But Palestinians, right? Do you see it? Do you see it? In the same article, he referred to, yeah, like I said, called Hamas barbaric actions astonishing, astounding, awesome, and incredible. Yeah. Student groups in prominent colleges across the country, including Harvard and Northwestern, have come forward with statements harshly criticizing Israel while seldom making mentions of Hamas brutality. What can motorized paragliders do in the face of one of the most formidable militaries in the world? Apparently much in the hands of an innovative Palestinian resistance. He went on. Apparently much in the hands of an innovative Palestinian resistance. Indeed, a stunning video show paragliders have become the air force of the Palestinian resistance, this jackass said. While well, on Tuesday, the Columbia students for Justice in Palestine said that Palestine uh, said that Hamas actions were counteroffensive against settler colonial oppressor. Sounds just like what they call in a whitey in America, doesn't it? Uh, and I've got a little bit of news for Harvard I'm going to share with you on the other side of this break because somebody who just happens to be Jewish and also gives uh, Harvard uh, hundreds of millions of dollars has said, uh, you better hold those 35 student groups who are holding Israel uh, responsible for going in and, and killing terrorists. Uh, he's got some bad news for Harvard. He's going to take their money away. 800 More on that coming up. This is The Ron Carson Show. Maybe higher education is going to get taught a lesson for its support of the radical left. We will see. Harvard megadonor Kenneth Griffin placed a call demanding that leaders denounce a letter from 35 children's groups. Students groups blaming Israel for terrorist attacks while administrators delayed a public response. Kenneth Griffin is a billionaire benefactor to Harvard, requested the university take a robust stance in defense of Israel. Griffin has made a substantial donation of over $500 million in the past, including a commitment of $300 million in the current academic year. It's time to defund Harvard. It's time to defund higher education. Just like you did Target. Just like you did Bud Light. I'm serious. 1,000% screw them. If you're an alumni, screw them. Let the tap run dry. You can live on your uh, your massive endowment for a while. Although you're, uh, most of your professors aren't very well endowed. I'll just say that. Let's do that out there. It's a little throwaway penis line. So anyway, prominent benefactor, $500 million, reached out to the head of the university's board, Penny Pritzker, uh, his call came after a letter from student groups blamed Israel for the attacks, but before university leaders and public responded. Harvard, uh, whose endowment has now risen to $51 billion, named its Graduate School of Arts uh, and Sciences after Griven. Uh, last Saturday, 34 uh, Harvard groups signed a letter holding the Israeli regime entirely responsible for unfolding of violence after the shocking terrorist attack by Hamas. Here's another thing that, uh, that uh, Harvard can do. Uh, kill all of these organizations and expel every one of the students who signed this there you go or you're not going to hold them responsible like the 51 intel agents who lied about a, a Hunter Biden's laptop oh yeah i made the analogy you bet i made the analogy more than 350 Harvard University faculty members, mem- faculty members also penned an open letter uh, addressed to the institution's leadership in response to a student statement they deemed as nothing then, nothing less than condoning the mass murder of 1,400 Israelis. So 350 Harvard University faculty, mem- faculty members, they uh, disagreed with the student's letter. Those students need to be expelled. Every one of them expelled. You're done. Goodbye. And it should go on your permanent record to keep you from getting hired at firms in the country who don't want to be infiltrated by radical leftists some universities like the university of chicago have adopted a neutral stance on political and social matters while others have become more vocal on issues like the russian invasion of ukraine and the killing of george floyd Griffin took a firm stamps, a stance, viewing the students as adults, noting they should own their own actions and take responsibility. Oh, yeah, and pay back their mother-loving uh, student loans as well. I just threw that in there. He said that students who sign it, they've got to be held responsible. Yeah. Should be considered adults. When asked if his Citadel uh, hedge fund would hire the head of a student group that had signed the Harvard letter, he described it as unforgivable. You're done. Grow up, children. Grow up. Harvard alumni and donors, including figures such as J.B. Diamond and David Rubenstein, have refrained from publicly commenting on the university's actions, possibly to avoid harming situations they are deeply connected to or prevent any impact on university research and medical centers that rely on donor support. I say screw them. Yeah, so you, you know we all know that medical centers can be perverted. Anybody want to talk about uh, Wuhan China University? Anybody want to talk about that? I say screw them all. Every one of these student organizations that signed on to this letter and every one of the students who signed the letter, the organizations sh- should be ended immediately disbanded from the campus and the students should be expelled. That's it. That's that. Mike drop three weeks ago Mississippi Auditor proposes cutting useless degrees that are fertile ground for political radicalization and look what it has become look what it has become in universities across the country and these children who spew this nonsense like for instance saying there were no beheaded babies at the kibbutz in Israel that's a lie Uh, you lose your pass, and if you're in the country studying from another country a Middle Eastern country your tenure your ability to study here also ends goodbye if you are here and you are not a citizen of the united states and you attend a rally that supports hamas or you utter pro hamas uh, on on your social media you need to be investigated and possibly removed from the country that's it let's take a break and come back this is the rob carson show Knew that uh, radical Islam had a, a long-term plan for the United States after 9/11, and guess what? Now, uh, its time has come. Right? It's what they did. That's what they started uh, last weekend. They did what they promised they were going to do. And the same people who uh, threw candy, and the same children who accepted candy in parades celebrating 9/11 and the death of 3,000 Americans. Well, now those children. Our military age, and I'm sure many of those children who'd been brainwashed their entire lives after living and being raised in Gaza, went across that border through a breached wall or paragliding into a music festival, and they committed the dream that they've dreamed about and been taught about their entire lives by the people in charge. A wholesale slaughter of innocent Israelis. 22 years later, and there are still defenders... Ali Velshi and several other uh, Muslim anchors apparently have been removed from the air on MSNBC. Maybe they went a little bit too far left. Two sources have confirmed that Mehdi Hassan, Ayman Mohedin, and Ali Velshi were quietly taken off the anchor's chair since the Hamas attack. Two uh, sources have confirmed that Mehdi Hassan, Eamon Mudelein, and uh, Ali Velshi cliently quietly taken off. Uh, Thursday night episode of the Mehdi Hassan Show uh, dropped the plan for uh, Mohedin to anchor Joy Reid's show on Thursday and Friday. MSNBC is vehemently pushing back against any notion that either Hassan or this other guy, Moghadin, had been sidelized in any way, but two Arab news sources directly involved with the decision uh, within MSNBC have confirmed the suspension. Here's Ali Velshi on uh, Israel responding to the wholesale murder of innocents. The, uh, what will this call it, uh, Holocaust 2.0. That's what it was. It was Holocaust 2.0. Committed by Hamas and the Palestinians last weekend.
2: One thing clear. Israel has a right to exist and to defend itself. That is an indisputable fact. I think there's a big butt coming here. So do Palestinians. Kind of like right before Hillary Clinton speaks.
3: Okay, that was a cheap shot. I know. It a cheap and that's sh- a
7: fact that's a often ignored.
2: Shot. Palestinians are, at best, third-class citizens in the nation of their birth. The idea... Nope. No,
3: no, 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 no. If the Palestinians decided to lay down their arms and and exist peacefully with Israel, Israel would be absolutely cool. You are 1000% wrong. Have you been, have you been to Gaza lately with all the signs of the martyrs who killed Israelis, of all of the the, uh, propaganda? I mean, Hamas is in the government that runs the place.
2: All right, so you're wrong. That it's even remotely controversial to call what Israel has imposed on Palestinians a form of apartheid is laughable.
3: One. Look. Yeah, it's a it's a form of uh, apartheid, is what it is. Yeah, apartheid, kind of like the conservative apartheid in this country where you can't speak or anything. Here's a song from Jim Gossett about uh, Hamas. Making your way as a terrorist takes everything you got. Takes support
1: from people. Rashida Taliban and Elon Omar. From Ali Sure do help a lot. Any
7: of those guys?
1: Joe Biden paved the way. With six billion to a rent,
3: Democrats they have no shame. Not no shame at all. To them, this is all a game. Not to me. I want to kick some ass. Give
1: Hamas a pass. Their explanations are so lame. Israel is who they try to blame. Da, 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 da. Palestine's the victim. That is what they claim. Just like us, the Dems, they have no shame. And yeah, they
3: said the same thing after 9 11. Get
1: to America. Thank you very much.
3: Yeah, they said the same thing about us if we responded to 9 11 with uh, with brute force. They said the same thing. You're just going to cause them to hate us. You're just going to go. Why do they hate us so much? Why do they hate us so much? I don't give a crap how much they hate us or why they hate us the fact that you murdered so many people means that we uh, we wipe you off the face of the earth but of course we had George Bush in office and and he you know he got a lot of what a work for military-industrial complex made a bleep ton of money on that boy I tell you a lot of my brothers and sisters come back with uh, with injuries both physical and uh, and uh, mental for life because of that war I got a nephew I haven't talked to in years because uh, he doesn't talk to anybody really anymore. Because he saw his best friend get blown up beside him. But, uh, other than that, you know. They did it again. They did it. We, we knew it. <laughs> we knew it again. For those uh, Gen Zers in the audi- uh, audience, uh, welcome to class. Come on and have a seat. Squad member is calling for the U.S. to accept uh, some of the one million Palestinian refugees. To which I say, a bleep you, Jamal Bowman. Yeah, Jamal Bowman, the guy who pulled the fire alarm to interrupt uh, the, uh, the voting on Capitol Hill and hasn't been charged with a crime like the January the 6th protesters. Yeah, Jamal Bowman is saying that. 50% of the population in Gaza are children. The international community as well as the United States should be prepared to welcome refugees. I wonder how many of those children uh, threw, uh, got candy from parades following the uh, murder of Israelis like they did with 9-11. Oh, and the FBI is suddenly worried. The FBI is suddenly worried after uh, several years of saying that Trump supporters were the biggest terrorists, white supremacists, the worst, the worst uh, threat to the homeland. Chris Ray is now saying that there might be some some lone actors from overseas. There might be some lone actors, even though hundreds, maybe thousands of people from people places like Palestine or, or, Hamas or, or Gaza and Iran have come over here to commit the dreams of Hamas on our property.
8: We remain committed to continue confronting those threats, both here in the United States and overseas.
3: But the biggest threat to the homeland is white Trump supporters.
8: In this heightened environment, there's no question we're seeing an increase in reported threats, and we've got to be on the lookout. Yeah, this
3: is uh, called covering your ass, because I hate to tell you this, they know an attack is coming, and you should expect an attack to be coming, because they left the friggin' border open for three stinking years. So if something like this happens in the United States, this jackass and the man in the White House should have blood on, will have, blood on their hands
8: especially for lone actors who may take inspiration
3: oh yeah it's the lone actors those are the ones we need to be
8: worried about from recent events to commit violence of their own yeah why are they here so i'd encourage you to stay vigilant, because as the first line of defense, protecting our communities, you're off. Why? Why haven't
3: we heard anything about Hamas, or uh, Hezbollah, or radical Islam? Why have we been focused on? I don't know a certain group of people from the United States. We
7: must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA republics are destroying America. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. You and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. Donald Trump isn't just a former president, he is a defeated former president.
3: Do you suppose anything good will come out of those words? Do you suppose maybe that his words inspired people to go after Trump supporters? Political analyst Brian Kloss warned on Sunday a small subset of Donald Trump supporters are highly likely to try to kill people ahead of the 2024 presidential election, even though there's no evidence of it whatsoever. As the former president's rhetoric rhetoric continues to become more violent, Trump's public comments have also become increasingly laced with hints and outright suggestions of violence, setting off a new wave of concern for his critics in a truth social post last month. Trump lashed out, uh, trashed outgoing Joint Chiefs of Staff Mark Milley and suggested that his past interactions with Chinese officials amounted to treason. He also recently claimed that those who support legislation to allow business owners and employees to shoot shoplifters on site in places where there's been a true breakdown in the rule of law. Oh, I support that too. I think if you loot, you shoot. You get shot. You're dead. Bye-bye. Who cares? I don't care if it happens in LA. I don't have to care if it happens in San Francisco. Bang, bang. You're dead. Pew, pew. Sorry. That's the way it goes. Call me a an extremist. During a Sunday appearance on uh, MSNBC, Kloss, an associate professor of global politics at the University of College in London and frequent critic of, uh, of John, uh, Donald Trump, was asked by Jonathan Capehart about how concerned people should be about Trump's increasingly violent rhetoric. Who do you suppose they're trying to go after now, kids? Who do you suppose they're trying to distract from, kids? Yeah? <laughs> A small subset of Trump supporters are highly likely to try to kill people. There's no evidence of that at all. We don't know that two innocent civilians got murdered by uh, police officers on Capitol Hill January the 6th. Roseanne Boylan, beaten to death. And Ashley Babel was murdered. Yeah. That's what he said. Here's Joe Biden, literally, literally, a couple of things. I didn't play the, uh, the Joe Biden. Here's here's Joe Biden being asked by Scott Pelley about, uh, about Hamas uh, and, and Hezbollah, joining the fight over there. And, and here's Scott Pelley literally answering the question for Joe Biden because Joe Biden couldn't speak. Listen to this carefully.
2: There's limited fighting already on the northern Israeli border, and I wonder what is your message to Hezbollah and its backer, Iran?
7: Don't, 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 don't. Okay, so there's don't,
3: don't, don't, don't. What does that mean? Well, here's Scott to fill in the blanks.
2: Don't come across the border. Don't escalate this war.
3: That's right. There you go. Scott answered the border. Uh, now Or the answer. So he answered it for him. Here, Here is uh, Scott Pelley uh, asking Joe Biden, oh, oh! if you didn't hear this, i got to play the sycophantric intro. Listen to this. This is Scott Pelley. They're trying to make Joe Biden into a wartime president over, over Israel, even though Joe Biden's policies probably uh, helped to, no, did precipitate this, because he left $85 billion worth of equipment in Afghanistan and gave Iran $6 billion of their money back so they could free up other money to go after Israel. That's the trigger. Listen to this intro. Let's try it one more time. Here is the intro of Scott Pelley of Joe Biden. The segment last night.
2: Front so much peril. The catastrophe in Israel. The war in Ukraine. And no help from a paralyzed Congress. Late Thursday, we met President Biden at the White
3: i got to play that from the very beginning. It missed the very first words. Listen carefully.
2: Rarely does a president confront so much peril. That he's caused. The catastrophe in Israel, the war in Ukraine. That he's caused. And no help from a paralyzed Congress. Blame it on the Republicans. Late Thursday, we met President Biden at the White House. It had been a rough week, and we could see it on him. Mr. Biden will be 81 next month. And he has said that when he's tired, his lifelong stutter can creep back in.
3: There's making an excuse for his mental decline.
2: But he wedged us into his schedule to express his commitment.
3: In his schedule, and I believe it was last Wednesday, he uh, ended the day at 9 o'clock in the morning and issued a very brief statement about the massacre of Israelis. And here's Joe Biden being uh, confronted by the possibility. Can the United States wage two wars at once? One in Ukraine and one in Israel? Where a whole lot of uh, industrial officials, military industrial accomplished, uh, 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 complex officials and and, uh, and arms companies make billions of
2: dollars? Can we afford that? Are the wars in Israel and Ukraine more than the United States can take on at the no. same no. time? We're
7: the United States of America, for God's sake. The most powerful nation in the history, not in the world, in the history of the world. The history of the world. We can take care of both of these and still maintain our overall international defense. We have the capacity to do this, and we have an obligation to. We are no. the essential nation. Of, no, we to, don't. To, to, to Paris, Paris, the former Secretary of State. No. And if, if we don't, who does?
3: Yeah, well, you know, sorry, uh, that's what NATO's going to have to do. That's what Europe's going to have to do. I'm not going to let my son and or my daughter have to fight in this bull crap. Not going to happen. I got an 18 and 23 year old. Bring it. You're going to have to go through me first. Here is uh, Scott Pelley asking Joe Biden, are you sure you want to run again? Are you sure you want to run again? Thank you for fitting us into your tight schedule where you get out of bed at nine o'clock and you go to bed at 902. Are you
2: sure that you want to run again?
7: Both in the a.m. Yeah. Yes, because I'm sure, look. Wow. That's a tell
3: when he's lost his train of thought. He goes, look. And he, and he his eyes go off.
7: And I ran, I said, the world's at an inflection point. Yeah. It's time to defeat the left. The world's changing. But we have an
3: opportunity to make it. So imagine if. What, what, what does that mean? The world is changing. We have an opportunity to make it. What? What? What
7: the hell is that? When I ran, I said, the world's at an inflection point. The world's changing. But we have an opportunity to make it. So
3: imagine if... Well, it's an, it's an opportunity, like COVID was an opportunity. Remember that? To the World Economic Forum?
7: That's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's kind of a tell. We were able to succeed in getting the Middle East put in place where we have <laughs> normalization of relations. I think we can...
3: Normalization of relations resulted in Iran getting $6 billion of its own money so it could fund an attack on Israel.
7: Do that. Imagine what happens if we, in fact, unite all of Europe and Putin is finally put down where he cannot cause the kind of trouble he's been causing. Oh, my God in heaven.
3: So Trump supporters are highly likely to try kill people in the United States. We just found out this morning that there's, there's a gag order against Donald Trump by this uh, judge... I'm not sure in Atlanta, but anyway, uh, there's a, a, a gag order against Donald Trump. They're trying to get rid of Donald Trump as a candidate. They're trying to make us, Trump supporters, uh, as highly likely to try to kill people. Do you do you see what's happening here? I'm just giving you a heads up. I do have a, a little more audio from Joe Biden at a speech yesterday where when he could actually talk, he just uh, basically, um, he... Uh, It reinforced what I just said. We'll take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. So you got Newsweek saying that uh, Trump supporters could murder people before 2024. And you hear Joe Biden say this about MAGA supporters uh, with Scott Pelley. Look,
7: this is not your father's Republican Party. 30% of it is made up of these MAGA Republicans who... Oh, no, it's much more than that. Or maybe democracy is something I don't... They don't look at it the same way you and I look at democracy. No,
3: uh, we don't, because we want the country as founded. That's a threat, guys. That's a threat. And I'm not meaning to sound conspiratorial, but uh, uh, the same way that Joe Biden is... Treating MAGA supporters by doing an unhinged speech bathed in red at Independence Hall, that was a speech in Berlin. You know what? You don't demonize a giant swath of the population without a reason for it. We are the best informed, best, best armed people. In the country. And Joe Biden wants to disarm us and demonize us. Do you you get it? Newsweek says that, oh, yeah, uh, Trump supporters are going to try and kill people. You've got got MSNBC saying that, uh, oh, Trump is definitely, uh, he's definitely uh, uh, supporting violence by saying, yeah, um, if you try to shoplift in a store or do a a massive uh, smash and grab, uh, I, I would give permission to the owners to shoot your ass. You guys, you better be ready for the bleep to hit the fan, I'm going to tell you. And I'm not trying to be paranoid here, because I do believe that good will win. But as, uh, as Tucker Carlson said...
6: So it's about to get very serious, uh, for sure. Miss, you know, Only leadership of the world at stake, which is also, by the way, we now know, the most lucrative possible political franchise in human history. So everything's at stake. What wouldn't they do? What haven't they done? What might they do next? Let yeah. your imagination run wild. So the question, the only one that you can answer is, how will you prepare yourself? For oh, that? yes. Oh, yes. Again, just to restate, Donald Trump, who is hated as a blood enemy by over 40% of the population, and who's been attacked in ways no political figure has ever been attacked Why? in the West, huh. is beating the incumbent president, okay? I'm not sure that's entirely an endorsement of Trump. To some extent, it is. And his empathy.
3: I told you it was going to get weird. And it's going to get bigger than weird. It's going to get big and ugly because we have a lot of uh, supporters of what happened against the Israelis, the slaughter, living right here. And those people equate Trump supporters with evil like we associate evil with Hamas. Sonny Hosen, anyone? Let's take a break and come back, wrap up the show. This is The Rob Carson Show. I didn't get a chance to talk about everything today, but trust me, we'll be locked and loaded for tomorrow. Make sure to check out the podcast today. A great uh, monologue on Chicago becoming Gaza. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen. God bless you. God bless the people of Israel. God bless America. Pray for peace. And I'll see you tomorrow. Don't catch a stupid.
7: Uh,
2: mm, The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on.